Hello, we are Becky and Gabby, your micropolitan matchmakers, coming at you every Thursday to help you find big love in your small town. Each week, we'll cover everything from dating advice, dating love stories, and horror stories, interviews with other dating experts, and much more, all from the lens of dating in a small to medium-sized micropolitan region. Hello and happy Thursday, your favorite day of the week. It's Micropolitan Matchmaker Day. Well, and actually, this one's extra special because we're recording a little early, but Gabs, this is, it's Thanksgiving right now when this episode is coming out. I know. I already decorated for the holidays. It's just very lit. I'm excited. You got to follow Gabby on Instagram. She has a super fabulous tree and she puts her dog in front of it like a little toy and Mochi just looks like (laughs) a little Christmas present. This is my little accessory. <laughs> well, well, I'm excited. I've been in such a holiday spirit and the romance season. And so I'm so excited about this episode in particular because we talk a lot about ways you can find your person and ways to just encapsulate yourself in self-love, which we will continue to do. But today is really all about romance. We've got a real life human romantic couple that we're going to bring on and we're so excited about it. But first I have a heart take and I promise I won't always do books, but this one felt actually really appropriate for today because the couple we're going to talk to met online. And I recently read this book while I was on vacation called Nothing Personal by Nancy Jo Sales. For those on video, I just held up the cover. Um, This book is a really interesting mix of her, the author's own story and journey with online dating and even kind of self-described being addicted to online dating. But also she does so much research into the algorithms behind what makes us addicted and how these platforms work and what they do. Um, It's just so interesting. It makes you feel better and related, like you can relate to her very much, but then it also makes you like frustrated with dating apps. But I feel like it ends in a really great way where you can kind of, it arms you with knowledge to take control of your online dating presence. If that is one of the ways that you choose to meet someone. So big plug, nothing personal, my secret life in the dating app Inferno by Nancy Jo Sales. Heart taken of the week. I can't wait to read it. And I know that Becky and I, obviously, you know, our business model is, is about in real life and uh, getting together and building community, but we both believe very much in online dating and Becky herself is in a relationship with somebody she met online and I am currently kind of dating somebody that I met online and then this lovely couple who we are about to introduce also met online. So... I feel like that's the perfect segue. So without further ado, Jean and Marcella are entering the chat. Here they and are. Yes. <laughs> well, so guys. Hello. There's so many things I could say about both of you in terms of like your resumes and all of the most wonderful things, but we're here to talk about your relationship. So why don't you dive in and do a little intro of each of yourselves as individuals and then take us through how you came to be mm-hmm. as a couple. Me now. first? Okay. I'm Marcella Hammer. I'm a human woman, even though I sometimes feel like an alien. And professionally, I am the resident unicorn and COO of Palette Community, which Ooh. is a 
really fabulous co-working space and community built mostly of women. And it's all about the power of collaboration and, you know, providing people who deserve them, aka women, with resources. And I was pretty much single most of my life. Then I met this hottie. And it was like, yeah. All from there. Um, <laughs> I think one of my favorite activities we've done, I do a lot of the programming with Palette, and we had at one point in the ancient days created an event called Bad Date Together, the three of us, me and Gabby, Becky. And I got, I've got stories. I have a lot of bad date stories, but not a lot of great relationship stories in my past. And yeah, then, then once upon a time, I met you. Mm-hmm. It was pretty awesome. We are going to circle back to bad dates. So just yeah. stay tuned, listeners. This might be a longer episode than usual. <laughs> yes, I'm just back here, man. And I'm Jean Ducrot. Uh, professionally, I'm a, uh, an accessibility engineer. That means I help uh, companies and individuals make their digital products accessible to people with disabilities. And once upon a time, I uh, ran into uh, Marcella after talking to her on the web for a little while in front of a coffee shop. And now we've been dating for three years. Yeah. Time flies. And they're so in love, guys. They're so in love. And that's why when we were thinking about bringing a couple on the podcast, they were literally the first ones that we thought of because energy individually but also together is just so contagious. And um, we hope that even if you're just listening and not watching the video, that you feel that same way too. But uh, you both touched on meeting each other online. So can you talk a little bit about that experience, what apps or websites you're using and how that all came about? Yeah, I we met on OkCupid. And I think because we may be... I mean, I don't really know. I feel like you guys have a lot of different demographics that are part of the the Capital Heart Connection. But we were both in our late 30s at the time. And OkCupid was free. And I am not cheap about love, but I was cheap about love. So I was not <laughs> investing into any food apps. Um, and I had actually been on OkCupid for probably about 10 years, which... Wow. Wow. Yeah, I would say about 10 years-ish give or take. Um, I joined when I was living in San Francisco around 2009 and thought it would be a good way to meet people in the Bay Area. And I mean, I got some good bad date stories out of it, but never really had any great connections. And like I tried Bumble and I tried Tinder, but they were always just like not the right match for me. And this was like the pre-Hinge era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. And were you on continuously, Marcella? Like, did you get sick of it and take breaks, or were you pretty much like on OK Cupid that entire time? I think sick of it is a really nice word. Um, I was like utterly disgusted and revolted <laughs> for significant periods of time. Well, <laughs> I think a lot of people out there can relate. So. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Tell them your story. Yeah, what about you, John? Um, well, so in my past, I was I was married. I have two daughters, are 16 and 12 now. But, uh, you know, so when I got divorced, I was really, uh, you know, like the idea of just going back out there was really um, scary. And, and I had no idea where to start because it's one thing to get on a dating app when you're 20-something. 
but when you know, you have two kids and you're 30 something like and so i you know i used okcupid before uh back in the days i was actually really surprised that it still existed and so i thought hey i'll, I'll try that and uh and then eventually i found uh marcella's profile which was very different tell tell them how different it was yeah let's hear this we like laugh about <laughs> so i think one of the things that is like maybe conventional or unconventional is that we both like love the story of how we met online because oh. it's hilarious <laughs> I'm here for it. Tell us more. Yeah, tell us <laughs> more. Tell why you like my profile. So the, the first thing I liked about uh, Marcella's profile is that there was a lot of content. A lot of women on Cupid didn't put a lot of content. It was like, you know, three lines and, you know, I like chocolate and long walks on the beach. But mm -hmm. she, she had a lot of content. So that was interesting. That kept me busy for a little while. And she also had a lot of different pictures and, you know, full body, you know, just face pictures, just, what you know, indoor, you? outdoors, very, you know. No nudes. No nudes. <laughs> you know, that's okay. What kind of content? And, what type of content do you mean? Like, tell them, yeah. tell them what really yeah. hits you, honey. Videos, YouTube. So, of course, she talked a little bit about a professional background, what she likes to do. But, you know, toward the end, she added a few, um, how should I say that, personal um, wrinkles. And one of the things that she she put in there was um, wrinkles, probably not the right word. Huh? <laughs> but personal curveballs. How about that? A little <laughs> reference. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she mentioned that um, her uh, Harry Potter Patronus is wild boar, and I was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" A woman calling, you know, saying that uh, you know she's associated with a wild boar. That, <laughs> That got my attention. I was like, well, yeah. she's got a sense of humor, so that's mm -hmm. good. Totally. And so I started talking to her. But that really hooked yeah. me. What? Yeah, you know, I'm not a sexy kitten. I'm not like a lustrous horse or anything. I'm a wild you boar. You are simply a wild boar. Mm -hmm. true. So how did, how did the conversation start? Like, who, who messaged you first? And was it, like, super witty off the bat? Because I feel like it was really funny and, like, witty completely from line zero well there was a bump in the road <laughs> there was a minor bump in the road uh he i like i was immediately drawn to his profile because like look at this hunk i didn't even know he had that like potty accent yet um but he just seemed so smart and so cool and i can't even remember what we were talking about we were talking about like how did we talked about poetry and what else did we talk about? Um, we talked about poetry. Oh, I had a question about where you, you took some of the pictures. She had some pictures in a really cool dress. It was actually taken at the Saratoga State Park, I think. And she was having a good time with friends and having a drink. And she's laughing in several of her pictures. So, you know, it just made it natural to it made natural conversation starters. And then we were talking. And I think I like I, something about like, do you collect anything? Was that what it was? There oh, was this thing yeah. that he said. And, you know, like sometimes you're talking to someone on a dating app and you're just like, you know, I got to leave it. I got to just like, I don't know what this means, but I got to go. Yep. 
this doesn't make sense. And it was something about like you were collecting these balls, these baseballs. Like, you used to oh, collect yeah, these yeah, baseballs. Yeah. I used to, so I used to collect baseballs, and I would write on them like any big event in my life. So, for example, I was at the, I was in the U.S. Air Force for seven years, and I served, and I was at the Pentagon for 9/11. So wow. I have a baseball that I write, you know, Pentagon 9-11, 2001. And I have one for when my kids were born and things like that. That's a, it, it was so cute. Except then he said something like, I used to have a lot more, but my wife made me get rid of them. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyone who's listening. Be careful. That was a great move. Be careful how you phrase things in the first yeah. couple of text exchanges. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to leave it yeah. because he seems really nice and I don't want to be. He's just not very bright. <laughs> I was going to be like, oh, nice. You have a wife because like, right. that's the thing that I also learned during online dating is that sometimes you have to straight up ask that question. Mm -hmm. So do you have a wife? And I was about to ask too, because did you think that maybe they were looking for a different kind of unicorn? Because I found exactly. that on dating apps quite a bit that there is a lot of couples searching for really a third. It's a called third. a unicorn because oh, you like really? don't have feelings for either of them, but you just do everybody. Is that <laughs> accurate? <laughs> Well, we will mark explicit on this episode just in case people find that. <laughs> I use the word verb do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, you know, that's not really an arrangement that I'm interested in. And if it's that, that's not going to work for me. And if it's that, that's really not going to work for me. So I just left it. And then I was really sad. I was like, wow, I'm really bummed. He seemed great. Except then, for the whole wife thing. Then I realized that my uh, foot and mouth disease just struck again. I was like, you know, a couple of days later when I had heard back from her, I'm like, what could be the problem? And then I'm looking at my chat. I'm like, oh, my God. What did I do? I was like, wow, that's amazing. Wow. I wonder why she's not talking to me again. Oh, my God. So you figured it out on your own after going back yeah, to the chat. Yeah, and then like, you. That's interesting. Really her. She was witty and, and fun. And I was like, wait, why, why, what happened? And then I said something like, like, well, it's just, you know, that's not what I meant. You know, backpedaling at 300 miles per hour. And then she was like, fine. <laughs> I said, fine. I'll meet you for coffee for 10 minutes before I have to go to work mm -hmm. on a Sunday. Yes. That's hilarious. So, I mean... That's such a great story, though, and it's really indicative of something that we talk to a lot of singles about is like don't, not being afraid to be a little like different and cheeky and funny in your your dating profile apps, like not just a stunt to stand out necessarily, but like you really like Harry Potter, like you were hinting at a lot of really interesting and funny things by saying your Patronus is a wild boar. You're talking about something you're interested in, mm -hmm. making a joke about it like there's there's ways that you can stand out. What advice would you give people, other people that are on apps right now to try and stand out in in the sea of online daters? What advice do you have for the men's out there? For uh, the women's actually. Yeah, you give the women advice. Yeah, and you can give the man's okay. advice. Okay, so for women, I would say, you know, it's uh, there, there's a big difference between uh, your profile on LinkedIn 
and your profile on the dating app. You know, I think a lot of women keep it very clean and clear cut, and, and that's fine. But if you're looking for something a little bit more, I don't want to say playful because that's not the right word, but you, you want to kind of show some side of yourself that, um, you know, should tell someone a little bit more about you. And when, when Marcella shared that, that our Patronus is wild boar, that made me laugh because, you know, that's not normally something you would say to someone, um, you know, especially a, a, a wonderful woman like her. And so it's like, oh, okay. So I found out, you know, that she likes, she likes Harry Potter, which by the way, I'm not really into, but I know how popular it is. And, but it gave me something to start with instead of just, you know, I'm Marcella, I'm tall. And I like long walks on the beach, um, you know, something to start the conversation with. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of women struggle with what to put on profiles because the world is a scary place and men can really be creeps in, in real life, in real life and also online. And we all learn in like web safety and etiquette not to tell people where you live and to not be to not set yourself up to get stalked and what can be really difficult and what i found difficult about okay cupid is like my name is not jane smith there's really only one of me i'm pretty easy to find if you search my first name and where i live and things like that can be really intimidating. So I think that it's this balance for women between wanting to give enough information that reflects who we are, and then also to be recognizant of the fact that the world is a scary place and no offense to men, but also men, you're freaking predators. So we have to be careful. Um, that being said, my advice for men is not to be a creepy predator and no pictures of you holding up fish Oh my God. Yeah. And also no bathroom selfies um, because they're tragic. <laughs> and don't lie. That don't goes lie. to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I always found that men would put down things like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, I'm like, you are not any of these things. Just because you want to be these things doesn't mean that you are. And I'm certain that men have that experience when looking at women's profiles. But honestly, like that, my advice is like, be yourself unless yourself involves taking bathroom selfies exclusively and sitting on four wheelers with fish. Oh, and here's one more piece of advice. I think of uh, speaking of images, put recent pictures, you know, like. I'm not 20 years old. I'm not, you know, I've put on weight and, you know, I've got a great beard and, and that's, you know, we were both really honest about that. We put, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think I, you know, the, the, the oldest picture I put in was probably a couple of years old and we both had several pictures. I mean, I think Marcella had probably a dozen. Well, I'm very attractive. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. We're both very attractive. Oh my God. We're, very attractive. we're very tall. We don't very fit tall. in a single picture. There was like yeah. one picture of my ankle, like right one picture of my knee. <laughs> you have to like stack them together. Yeah. To get I found that. that I found that very alluring. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. So obviously, the two of you thoroughly enjoyed each other's profile. But um, taking the other person out of this for a second, were there other profiles that like were really cool and exciting to you? Like certain things that people did on their profiles that you could kind of 
think back on and give some recommendations to our listeners of like how to catch somebody's attention? For me, I really think that people who are witty and have a sense of humor, uh, that always appeals to me. Mm-hmm. I like I like a good joke, especially at the expense of yourself. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really funny too, actually. I now that you see it, like I can think of a few guys who I like kind of giggled and I was like, oh, I like someone who can make fun of themselves, you know? I think that like often when you're self-deprecating, it shows that you have a good sense of self. And there's a difference between self between being self-deprecating and like hating yourself. Mm-hmm. Be like, I, I've been alone forever and I oh, I'm alone and date I'm me. A lonely and I like to sit alone except with you. I've never alone. been outside. Yeah. <laughs> You guys who are listening just to the audio, find us on YouTube because this is just pure magic in front of me right now. Yeah, you're welcome, everybody. Clown. (laughs) Another question, though, too, um, kind of changing directions a little bit, but John, as and actually both of you, in terms of dating with children, like how did that change? your experience and what were you looking for, Jean, specifically in terms of like you would be bringing another woman into your daughter's lives potentially. Did that yeah. change your outlook and, and how you approach dating? Yeah, no, I was I was really concerned about that. And that's why I really wasn't in a rush to get into anything. Um, I had no idea how I was going to juggle that. I had no idea how I felt about possibly dating a woman with children. Marcel doesn't have children, but you know, that wasn't a, something I was looking for or, or not looking for. Um, and I really, you know, so I was really just being, I was more looking at that point in my life. I was looking to to create a new circle of friends because when you've been married for a while, you have a circle of friends that is, you know, centered around your, your, your couple, your existing couple. So when that falls apart, you lose a lot of friends in the process. And so I thought, okay, I got to go back out there. Not only to date. That wasn't my first goal. My first goal was finding people with center of interest. And I was thinking, you know, maybe this time around, because I met my, my, my first wife, my ex-wife. Um, Your first wife. Wow. Oh, my first of many wives. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I, I met her online too. And, uh, and so I was really just looking to, to, to start, you know, to start a new and more local and, you know, and so when I talked to Marcella, it was just, you know, I had no intention of like, I got to meet her next week or I'm going to, you know, it was very much like I was casting a wide net and I figured, you know, if it, even if it doesn't pan out and we meet up for coffee, uh, maybe we could be friends and maybe through her, I can meet somebody who knows somebody and maybe I'll pan out that way. But I was in no rush because of that was my biggest concern is, is I didn't even know how to handle dating as a, you know, you know, almost 40 year old, Never mind dating with children involved. I had no idea how to navigate that. He was also really scared because I owned a nail salon at the time mm-hmm. and I put that into my profile and so he was afraid that I would show up with like straight up Cardi B voice and nails. Mm-hmm. That is true. That would have been amazing with wild boars. Yeah, exactly. I was awesome. like, yeah, she sounds great online, but that's probably just mine. <laughs> 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 yes, and a lot of the nanny. That's what I was afraid of. Too. 
<laughs> well, that's why Hinge just put out and like people are having a lot of fun with it in some not so attractive ways. But Hinge just added a voice feature so that you can answer oh. prompts with your voice. And I heard on a podcast this morning, um, they shared a guy that chose to um, go to the bathroom while like that was his response. <laughs> and Wait, number one or two? Dose. And uh, I just have to wonder what his objective was, but that's certainly a way to stand yeah. out in I one way or another. But he's doing his best. I guess so. <laughs> but to get back on the track of dating with children, Marcella, what um, were you, obviously you were open to that because you're sitting here in front of us now, but what were your thoughts as a single woman with no children on dating someone with kids? I love children not to like put into cauldrons and eat, but like to <laughs> spend time with. And I, I mean, I was almost 40 years old. Like the reality is that if you really don't want children in your life, like that's totally fine. But that wasn't a deal breaker in any way for me. And I don't even know how to explain it. It's not something I ever thought like, I, I never thought that I would have the opportunity to date someone with children or really date anyone. I thought I was, like, straight up alone forever. And I was pretty okay with it, except I was still on dating apps, so obviously I wasn't fully okay with it. But with me, I all I remember about the beginning of our relationship and the beginning of my relationship with his daughters is that I wanted them to ship us. Like I wanted them to really want us to be together because they saw their dad happy. And I also just was sensitive to the fact that they were going through a lot and wanted to never make them mad and not be an, a jerk and not be like this person who they felt was an obstruction between their relationship with their father and, and their lives. Mm -hmm. So I, it didn't take a lot of work to just be a good person and, and slowly introduce myself into their lives. I also totally tricked them and did their nails for a while. Um, <laughs> I mean, lured them in. That's how, if you want to get a woman to be your friend or like win the hearts of children, like learn to do a sick manicure and some nail art and it'll <laughs> probably help. Um, but really, I just wanted to gain their trust at a speed that felt comfortable to them. Um, and I just had a sense that if my relationship with this, this, this fox right here was actually going to be something that was long term, then there was no rush. And why base my happiness at, at the expense of these children? Mm -hmm. And plus they're amazing and they're so funny. They're and I, I love them. And I've never <laughs> met a child of any age that doesn't like Marcella. She immediately connects with, with really all human beings. She's really good at that, but especially with children. She, everywhere we go, there's like three or four little kids running yeah, around. Following, following Marcella around. Yeah. It's her crew. <laughs> Yeah. And, and like, I always tell them straight up, I'm like, listen, I'm a witch. If you're bad, I'll cast a spell on you. So you better be good. And, and yet they follow. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm so curious what your favorite thing is about each other. Oh my gosh. Can I only pick one? Just I, one. I your most very favorite thing. The first thing. There's got to be something. 
Okay, the first thing. Go ahead. He's so big-hearted. Like, the love in this man's heart, it just, it inspires me every day. Like, he's kind to people, and he cares about what he does, and I've never seen anyone love anything the way that he loves his daughters. And, like, it's incredible. Like, he has feelings. (laughs) I do. I heard of them. Way better than me having feelings. Looks so good. I I just admire. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He's also super hot in this accent. Like, come on. Yeah, he really is. He bakes bread. Like, what? (laughs) You have a brother? I do do that sometimes. What I love about Marcella is her ability to connect with anybody in any room of any age. She is so good at making people feel seen and heard and included. She's really good at wherever we go, first of all, getting us VIP into anything. Every time. (laughs) But also, she can connect with anybody. It's absolutely amazing. And, and, you know, it helped me connect with you, but I'm always in awe of everywhere we go, how good you are about including people and, and like, building a community anywhere you go. Making friends. We joke about that all the time. She's Everywhere. always making friends. Go to a grocery store. It doesn't matter what it is. She's, oh, yeah. You know. All the time. I remembered another thing that I really love about you. She's cheating, but we'll allow it. I, I, but I feel like you'll appreciate this. So, like, and you know how sometimes you're eating, like, a piece of meat if you're not a vegetarian? <laughs> and there's, like, a weird bit. Yeah. That you, and, like, sometimes you just feel bad about throwing out these, but he, I can give him all the weird bits of meat and he's like down, he eats it. <laughs> he's like, give him to me, honey. And it alleviates so much anxiety and stress in my life. Uh, it's like rotisserie chicken carcass, give it to him. He'll take care of it. <laughs> and it is like- Cutting the turkey on things. Oh, uh, cutting, I can't cut animal. Like it is so incredible. That's so incredible. But one I thing it. I really value is that like he gets rid of the grizzly bits for me and I it's so great. It's thinking. the little things. It's the little things, you know. Um I, I know we're running out of time here, but I do want to back up a little bit to your first date. Um so I know that the two of you met for coffee and it seems like correct me if I'm wrong, but Marcelo was like, okay, like we'll give this a little shot, but you know, we're gonna see how it goes. How did the first date go? And I mean, we could spend I like hours. Your version of that story. <laughs> but I want to give you a perspective of how the first date went and uh, like kind of how fast it escalated. Yeah, I really, when I tell you, I said, I'll give you 10 minutes before I go to work. I, I really was serious. I gave him like 10 minutes before I had to go and open my salon. And we met for coffee at Uncommon Grounds in Saratoga. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, he's a hunk. I got to hug him and make sure he doesn't smell bad. <laughs> you know, it's true. And it's like the same thing for men. Like, what if you go if you go on a date with some woman and she smells like a grease trap at a restaurant or like a man, like no one wants that. And, or like just, just sometimes people smell good or they don't smell right to you. And <laughs> immediately when we sat down, the conversation was so natural and flowing and I remember he took his glasses off and I was like dang wow this is like really fun hey baby oh I was like (laughs) so then I had to go to work and I was like I don't want to 
leave him yet. Like, this is really kind of fun. And I remember we were standing on the street and then I was like, uh, do you want to see my salon? And then immediately it was like, what the hell are you doing? What have you done? No way is he going to like you after he sees this debacle. And really I was most nervous because I had these mannequins in the salon that were covered in glitter. And then there were jewels glued onto the man, you know, where, and I figured it would either go poorly or not so poorly. It was a good test. Very girly place. So he came with me and didn't run away. It's It was an amazing place. Yeah. And when I saw her standing there on the street, because we met up front, I was like, wow, first of all, she's really tall and she has beautiful red hair and she's beautiful. And then she started talking and I heard, I didn't hear, you know, the nanny voice or anything. (laughs) (laughs) And she didn't have giant nails. And I was like, okay. And we went to have coffee. And, and like you said, conversation was flowing and we're talking about books and things and, and it was, you know, so easy because I, I thought for sure this is what going to be a train wreck. This is going to be one of those. We've all been on those where online everything sounds great. Oh, hello, cat. And um, and then you get together and you have nothing to talk about or, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just awkward. Like for us, it just flowed right away. And it was just so easy and natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she said, you want to come see my salon? And I thought it was so cool that she has... You know, you know, she she's got her own place. Like she's running a business. I was like, yeah, of course, I want to go see that. And so we walked down Broadway, and yeah, and she introduced me to the place, and it was so big and so amazing to meet all the young women that were working there with you. Oh, and- I had to warn them. I said, don't worry, he's okay. Because anytime a man walks into the nail salon, like no offense, mm-hmm. you're predators. So I had to. Call ahead, yeah. call and there was so much cool art and and fun things in there that I was like, wow, this girl's got it going on, you know? Well, and I know we're creeping over a little bit, but when did you guys know that you wanted to make it official? Like, how did that conversation happen that you were, I mean, it sounds silly to say boyfriend and girlfriend, but when you were exclusively dating each other? I, you know, we never really talked about this. Yeah, I know. I remember he told me uh, probably a few weeks into us dating that he was going to go and meet someone for coffee, like the, in Albany. I didn't know how serious we were. You know, the yeah. first, it wasn't a few weeks. Yeah, I would say like the second week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was like the second week. And I was like, oh. And she was, and she was really upset. I was, well, I was I, like, well, first I was like, well, where did you meet them? And he said, oh, so Cupid. And I'm like, well, I'll write that. And then I was I was upset because OkCupid okay is where you meet people that you want to date. And if if you want to date other people, then you don't want to be exclusive with me. So I was sad. Mm-hmm. I was pretty sad. And I, I didn't know that she was ready to be at the point where we were like, okay, that we, you know, I, I was keeping it like really casual. Like I didn't want to pressure her. Like I really liked her, but I didn't know, you know, we were kind of playing very cool. And yeah, we were, like, I was pretending I was cool, but really, I wanted to murder whoever he was going to go to class with. <laughs> and Woman. I was like, uh-uh. 
And actually, I remembered I was so upset that I drove to the library to go lose myself in a bunch of books. And I locked my keys in my car and was just like distraught. I don't think I ever told you that. Oh, that's true. I was distraught. (laughs) But I was like, fine. Fine. Like, I get it. It's, it was your decision. I couldn't did do you, it. Did it. you tell him how you felt that, you know, you were really into it? You just, like, weren't sure why he was no. going on a date? Or did you kind of just let it happen and see what was going to happen after? I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was she was clearly disappointing the car. And so it was like, but she didn't say, like, well, you know, I think we're really, you know, this is, this is it for me, young man. That's not what she said. She was just like, well, okay, well, that's what you want to do. But, you know, you know, she was clearly disappointed. So I really thought about it. And uh, the, the, um, the, uh, the, the coffee encounter was some, wasn't supposed to be until the next day. But that evening, I canceled it. And I called Marcella. I said, listen, I don't, want to, I don't want to go on that date. I'd rather go on another date with you. Oh, my and God. You just want to put back consciousness then. Bobby's dead. We're going to have to edit this and just take <laughs> this piece out and we're going to have to make a YouTube video of just that. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. Songs and lovebirds in the background. Oh my God. <laughs> well, but this is a great, I mean, to circle back in terms of how it can help a listener out there who's like struggling in dating, like, you don't have to play it cool. You guys both admitted you did that and that clearly wasn't working. So, you know, Marcella, when you showed a little bit of disappointment and Jean, like John, you took that in and, and considered it and really thought about it and took the chance. And I think that vulnerability is really important when you mm-hmm. are seeing someone. And so many of us have been socialized to play it cool and on right. both sides, men mm-hmm. and women, like, you know, wait mm-hmm. three days to call and all that old bullshit advice. And it's, it, there's something to be said for just being radically openly honest with how you're feeling in that moment. Totally. And going and just going all in, like sometimes I feel worse if I'm like playing my options rather than spending my energy putting into something that I really, really want. And that's been a really interesting learning experience over the last couple of months as I've been seeing somebody, Marcella, I'll have to tell you later. Um, but my dating coach is like, just like do the thing. Like you're never, you're never explicit with how you feel and how super into this person you are. And I just like challenge you for the next couple of weeks just to be like all in. And I have, and it's been uncomfortable and weird, but it feels really good. It feels authentic. Like I'm showing up the way that is I'm supposed to show up. Um, but yeah, no, totally. I, I love it. And I think it's so important to be completely open and vulnerable. And if like, that's the only person you want to go on a date with, you should tell that person that's the only one person you want to go on a date with. And that was scary for me. I mean, I'll be honest. Like I kind of thought I didn't deserve it. And it, not out of like bad self it's just like the way that i saw myself is that like maybe this is just how it is and like i'm not supposed to be in a committed relationship with one person but also like kind of down on myself and and that wasn't because of you like i felt that way a long time before you don't worry Mm -hmm. before that time that i blacked out in the library parking lot (laughs) um but it it colored a lot of interactions that I had had and other dating situations situations that I had had because I was like no way that like I got to play the game and like I have to be cool and really with you was the 
first time I really let myself be vulnerable because it was like, well, if, if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Yep. But I have to just be myself with you. Right. And I, I didn't know how to approach the topic. You know, that was my, my, what I could have done better could have been like, you know, approach the topic. And now we're, we're very straightforward with each other. You know, whenever we have any kind of, um, not, not really resentment, but second thoughts about something, we're really good about bringing it up. So this way there's mm -hmm. no, uh, no hard feelings later. And, but that's something we didn't know how to do early on, you know, mm -hmm. when you're in the, all those early stages, you don't really, you, you know, you don't really know how to approach this topic. And so my kind of, you know, backward way of getting to it is like, well, so I guess, uh, you know, we're having fun. I'm going to go on another date. That was kind of my way of saying like, if this is not serious, you know, I'm going to cover all, I'm going to edge my bed here. And that was a terrible way of doing it. But at the time I didn't know how to do it any better. But I think one thing that I did do right was to tell her about it. And that might sound cold, mm -hmm. but I wanted her to know, like I was being in front. I was like, and, you know, and part of it, part of my, my, uh, my scheme there was like to see if she was going to be upset or not. Or she was going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. And, you know, because we were having a good time together. But I don't know, maybe she's really good at pretending she has a good time. I don't know. And I was like, well, he was recently divorced. I'm like, well, he wants to just go, like, do things. Right, right. And maybe he's not ready for a relationship the way, like, I, in my life, really just want to find the person that gets me. And, you know, he, I'm good at connecting with people, mm -hmm. but I really don't let a lot of people get me the way he does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, not even let. I have no choice. He's just exceptional. He's exceptional. You guys. Go ahead, Gabby. No, I was going to say that um, a lot of times, too, when we're like holding back our feelings and we're not letting ourselves be vulnerable, that other person clearly doesn't know how you're feeling because yeah. Yeah. like this guy that I'm super into, like three weeks into us talking, um, he made a, I, I said, I'm excited to see you tomorrow. And he was like, really? And I'm like, yeah, what do you mean? Why? And he was like, because I literally can't tell at all. And I was like, what? I, I, thought, I thought I was making it super obvious that I was into him. I was not making it super obvious that I was into him. And he totally didn't think I was into him. So like, I'm playing this role in my head. And like, I think I'm acting, I'm coming on too strong and I'm doing this and that, but he literally had no idea. So like, if you just show up as that authentic self and you just like, allow yourself to pour your feelings out the way they are feeling, then your chances of actually connecting with and being in a relationship are way stronger. I've learned that. I love it so much. Well, and this episode is run, you're our longest episode to date because it, we have so much wonderful information and stories to get out of you. And we didn't even hit bad dates. So Marcella, I want to like rope you in right now when we we're going to um for those on the podcast that aren't familiar with our bad date night, which was a virtual event that Marcella talked about a little earlier in this episode, um, we're going to reconvene bad date night. So perhaps Marcella, you can come on again and regale us with some of your uh, stories that I've heard and probably some that I haven't. So uh, will you come back and talk mm -hmm. about bad dates? I absolutely will. And I do want to mention that he loves my bad date stories. And so he'll he'll listen to the whole thing. He loves you it. You can come back too, Jean. You're always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I love to hear how other men uh, 
just failed. just failed so hard. And, because your uh, stock only rises as we share those stories. Exactly, that's part of it. But also, it's hilarious to hear. You know, when you think you've completely fumbled a date, you hear about other dates. You go, "Oh man, wow, yeah, that's that amazing." So true. Exactly. Oh, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This I, We have all the feels. I hope everyone listening is having all of the feels as well. And if you are in a place, especially leading up to the holidays where you might be single or dating and, and on the market looking for love, let this couple, this human real life couple bring you some hope that it is out there and it is possible and that it's okay to be your authentic kind of crazy wonderful weird self on all of these mm -hmm. platforms because that's what someone really is going to fall in love with so thank you again to our guests john and marcella um we will put contact information instagram all of that fun stuff in the show notes and otherwise we will see you next thursday on the next episode of micropolitan matchmakers <laughs> bye everyone bye everyone bye.